Are you aware I wrote a book? (laughs) Of course you are, unless you're a first-time listener. I wrote a book called I'd Rather Talk to Dead People about my experiences at some of the most notoriously haunted locations in the world. Find out why Johnny G's Beat says one of my 2020 favorites or why Christina says wonderfully written and exciting. Katie says it's one of her best reads ever. Corey says it's paranormal investigating with heart. Head on over to Amazon.com or Barnes and Noble and just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by me, Kitsy Duncan. Fuck it. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I got, I got the goddamn booster shot today, and I'm fading fast. So if I just start, like, drooling, or if I start growing a beak out of my, my face, let me know immediately. Okay. That would be a very exciting podcast, and a very... <laughs> Probably we would have to up the price for the Patreon, because that yes. would be some next-level shit. One million dollars. <laughs> Do you want to see me turn? You want to see me grow a beak live on Patreon? One oh, million dollars. Well, and you know, I'd sell the shit out of that. I would, you know, put it up on Prime. It would go everywhere. Oh yeah, you'd write it into a book, then you'd sell the book rights yeah. to Amazon, and then they. Of course. It would be a vicious circle, cycle, circle. I've never known yeah. which one was the right thing to say. I think they both work. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? This is Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm still, unfortunately, Nick Floyd. <laughs> and I'm having all the issues today. And I'm in a sweater because it's supposed to get to 36 degrees tonight. And Nick's looking all rad in his his cozy t-shirt. Probably sweating balls in Florida still. I mean, I have a, I'm wearing a blanket currently, which... Uh, can I just say, for the folks that are on the Patreon, I, so I have a Ryan Gosling blanket. I don't know if I've shown this before. Um, and he's just had, he has just had one hell of a week. Um, Uh-oh. He's going to play Ken in the Barbie movie with Margot Robbie, which is very exciting. I'm kind of excited about it, so fuck the haters. Yeah, so is everybody else. It's going to be great. And then just a, a couple hours ago, for all of our Audio Files Listeners, this is news that will excite you more than the Barbie news. Um, he has been signed to star in the Wolfman movie from Universal. Ooh. It's been a passion project. He was going to direct. And then he was like, no, I, I want to be in it. And so he's been like waiting for the right script and all this. And so they found a director today. Um, and it's the director of Blue Valentine and Place Beyond the Pines. And he just did is a Tom show. Is Arnold in that? In which one? Blue the Valentine? The Wolfman movie. The Wolfman? Could have sworn he just tweeted he was doing some kind of Wolfman movie in London right now. I oh, they're not even filming that. yet, so I don't think so. I have to figure out what he's... Because it was some kind of... Um, the fascinating you know, casting. Just throw Tom Ar- Arnold into this like deadly right, uh, serious... I type in Wolfman and there's, there's your boy. There's mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling. I need to look for Tom Arnold is what I need to do. Yeah, and you see what he's doing in London. 
But uh, 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 yeah. Oh, modern day Frankenstein, uh, the abomination. Oh, universal. We're good. What a title. <clears throat> what a lengthy title. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, director of Blue Valentine, Place Beyond the Pines. He's done a couple other things, but a lot of work he's done with Ryan Gosling. He's like a deadly serious indie film director. So like The Invisible Man, I, I'm very excited about this news. Uh, the more Gosling we get, the better. But the fact that he's Ken and Wolfman means we're getting two action figure versions of him for both oh, movies. Heck yeah. You will finally get your... Your shrine built for Ryan. Yeah, I only have the one. I have the Blade Runner Praise. action figure, and that's it. But he's, yeah. throughout his entire career, he's never been uh, memorialized in action figure form until a few years ago when he did Blade Runner. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, not a lot of shit's going on around here. Um, I've been uh, decluttering the home if you will, in my spare time, which is not a whole lot right now. Um, but as I was decluttering and doing, and when I did find moments for self-care, I have discovered Nancy Drew on HBO Max. And I am here for this shit, guys. The show I, or the movie? The show. The like CW show, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. It is so flipping good. Now I'm not gonna lie, I was that chick who read the Nancy Drew books back in the the 70s and 80s with the really terrible covers. And yes, I may or may not have spent more than a few minutes pulling up said uh, book covers from the 60s and 70s of old Nancy Drew books. But you guys, this series is it's all about ghosts and supernatural. And I I don't remember Nancy Drew being so ghostly as a child. I knew Scooby-Doo was. But my life has been explained to me after watching this new Nancy Drew series on HBO Max. Yeah, I feel there was a movie that the girl from It was in. There were there have been multiple Nancy Drew movies. And she did one that kind of like got tossed out into theaters very quickly a couple of years ago. And it was also very... Scooby-Doo, spooky, there's a ghost in this house, but then it's like, it's not a ghost, it's Mr. Withers. Like, it's the same sort of idea, so. Yeah. Oh, these are real, like, legit, like, uh, possessions. Um, all the stuff and all the things. Hauntings, uh, curses. It's And it's not like, you know, I'm Nancy Drew and I'm nine years old solving crimes. It opens with the sex scene. Not going to lie. I mean, it's CW. Come on. So she's 19 or 20 now, and she should have went off to college, but stuff and things happen as they do. The cast, phenomenal. The writing, just enough camp to keep me interested. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. If you have HBO, I've almost binged both seasons already, and I just found it after we podcast last week. So... I highly recommend it. Dang. Yeah, I need, I mean, all the, the CW stuff. I mean, they, they saved Sabrina, which is great. I guess they, they did or are doing a crossover with yeah, Sabrina. Yeah, she's heading to, what's the name of the show? Jughead? No. It's Riverdale? Archie. Oh, yeah, Riverdale. That's Whichever, it. whatever it's called. How many it's spinoffs Archie there are at this to me. point? <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. I think the only other I thing. I think the daughter would love it. It's not like a really. Like a, 
it's Did not you say like open a terrible with a sex, sex scene. scene. They they finished and she got out of bed. So I mean, it's it it's adult-ish, Nancy Drew, but it's it's really fun. I think she'd like it. Watch the first one first, because to get a gauge of it. Because now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> um, another thing, I don't know if you saw it, and I don't know if it made its way into the Facebook groups, but uh, there was a movie that popped up uh, yesterday, like a photo, and I I was like, oh, they're filming, like this is just a photo. Lo and behold, the trailer came out, and it's a movie called Unwelcome, and it is about an Irish couple who move into a house. And they discover that the house they inherited is also on the same property as goblins. Oh, shit. Um, And so they have to, like, understand the new garden they've inherited. So it's like a horror comedy. um, And it's all, like, practical effects. The goblins look really cool. And I mean, it's, like, Universal, I think, is the studio behind it. Oh, I had heard nothing about it. I hadn't either until the trailer... Uh, the the picture came out yesterday, and the trailer just magically dropped today, and it looks like a lot of fun. Oh, good. I mean, it's I'm surprised. Maybe just because everybody's been talking about the Halloween movie. That maybe we're not hearing about the other good Halloween movies that are coming out right now. Yeah, the stuff the the stuff is not um is not kind of trickling through. Between Halloween algorithms. and <laughs> the algorithms, between Halloween and Dune, I feel like nothing is uh, breaking through that I've or can never break been through. A Dune kind of chick. I've never seen a Dune. I mean, wasn't Sting like in the first one from like the eighties or nineties? Yeah, David Lynch directed it. Sting was in it. Um, the handful of folks that were in it. It was weird. Like the the one from the eighties was very. I mean, it's, yeah. it was David Lynch trying to do like a blockbuster, but them also being like, "Stop, calm down. People aren't ready for how weird you're making this." <laughs> so it was kind of an uphill battle for him. But new, one, thought the new one was great. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I watched it twice this weekend. Oh snap! Everyone's in it. Momoa's in it. Batista's in it. Oscar Isaac is in it. Rebecca Josh Ferguson Brolin's is in, in it. it. Josh Brolin's in it for 15 minutes. Like everybody is in is it, it, and it's like murdery or horry or. No, I mean it's very like Game of Thronesy oh. in space. Oh, I didn't even know it was yeah. in space. I just thought it was in a desert. <laughs> no, it's all very like Game of Thrones politics. That the houses are all fighting for power, and there's one planet that holds the power even though they're not a wealthy planet their wealth is their own planet so it's kind of the political parties fighting to take control of this planet and kill off these indigenous so it's the first three star wars um yeah it's (laughs) it's basically it's very star warsy but it's very serious there's not a lot of there's not it's not like campy there's not jokes and that is i love campy stuff but like science fiction i think I think a crutch for science fiction is camp. And I think that if you can make a science fiction movie that's actually serious and has something to say, then you've you've done your job very Speaking well. of camp and, and science fiction, have we talked about fucking William Shatner going into space? <laughs> going to space and then getting interrupted by Jeff Bezos because he's a monster of a man. Uh, what happened? William Shatner live on TV. You haven't no. seen the clip? 
Oh my gosh. Live on TV, there were news reporters on the ground and they were talking to William Shatner about being the oldest man who has been to space and yada, yada, yada. And they're, and he's like, and they're like, what was it like? And he's like, well, you know, after all these years of being down here and finally going up and then Jeff Bezos is standing right by them and there's some women behind him who are like popping champagne bottles and Jeff Bezos is like paying attention to uh, William Shatner and like looking back and then going back and then looking back and then he's like oh, hold on and then he's like eh, and then goes oh, over Kanye and cuts did. William Shatner I off. see. <laughs> yes. It was horrendous. Like watching that happen to poor William Shatner and the camera, it felt like a scene from The Office or or extras no. or something where, like, the camera follows Jeff Bezos and then goes back to William Shatner and he's just like... Oh, no, Bill. <laughs> okay. It's tragic. Y'all on the Patreon just saw me look behind my chair, right? My chair just moved on its own. I am not... The veil is thin. I know this is coming out after Halloween, but right here, right now, Halloween is in a couple days. And you're on carpet. That's not well, easy to do. It wasn't even the wheels. It, it just kind of went like that. Like the the whole thing t- twisted on the base. Well, there's something on the floor behind you as well that wasn't there before. I don't think. We might need to play the clip back. We need to roll the clip. It's over your right oh, shoulder. Oh, it's a dog bone. They were... Okay. I didn't see it there before until you mentioned your chair moved on its own. And then I saw it, but I probably, probably. didn't My see it before. My arm was probably right here. <laughs> I don't know. Chris doesn't listen. I, KJ and I have been doing these spirit sessions where we're trying to get into the zone when we're doing spirit box sessions to just bring spirits that want to communicate a message to somebody. And it's been amazing. Like I, I put one up on YouTube this past weekend where a spirit named Lisa came through and she had a message for her children and it was beautiful. KJ posted one today um, or two weeks ago for our listeners where a guy named TJ came it through and said that oh, TJ. Uh, he had a message for his daughter that she's pregnant and it's a girl. And we get names. Sometimes we get states where these people are for these messages. It's blowing my mind, but I haven't had the spirit box running in my house in years. But as of last weekend, it's going all the time because I'm trying to make these videos uh, for for the YouTube page. And I heard footsteps coming up the stairs last night. Mm, Our dogs are... You have awoken. Kennel dogs. Yeah. I don't know. I I have to know if anybody knows it's going to be you. I don't know personally, but are are spiritual gender reveals a thing? Like, have people gone that route because they've done damn near everything else? I'm not even my ghost. Like, can a ghost tell me the sex of my child? Depends on on how how you are. Re- not related, but how close that ghost is to what's going on in your life. How has that not caught on yet? Like, how okay. has that not been, like, with all these influencers and wannabe influencers and TikTokers and all this shit, like, how has, like, very theatrical, like, mood lighting, and you got, like, a live organ player who's oh, yeah. there. Crystal ball, it's, the dry Oh, ice. yeah, whole... Yeah. How is, like... Uh, spiritual gender reveals not a thing. I mean, maybe like paranormal gender reveal. I feel like 
spiritual makes the most sense because yeah. it would be like a, a ghost revealing the gender of your child. Yeah. <laughs> or a medium speaking for the spirit or, you know, KJ and I, we just get messages from everybody at this point. So, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that would be the most fascinating show to watch of like of a couple going to this person to so say this person is you like they go to you and then you do a whole thing to find out the gender reveal of their child. And then it goes deeper to find out, like, do you want to know who told you? Yeah. the sex of your child well let's dig in or would and then you like you, to like, phone a friend <laughs> yeah and then you like find out who the spirit is are they connected if they're not connected like where what their background is and it's like this is it's like buying a star you know you get like you spend ten dollars and you buy a star in the sky and then you get the the paperwork that's like this is the actual scientific name of said star and this is how many da 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 it's made out of and there you go look at that I think I would be down for that one million percent. <laughs> and it's funny because when when I started doing these, th- they were all going to be like Patreon updates for uh, patreon.com slash oddity files. And I recorded one and I sent it over to KJ and it was this lady named Cindy and she named uh, her children and um, what she, she died from or not necessarily her children, but who she was trying to reach out to. And on a whim, KJ Googled it, and she found an obituary for a lady where everything lined up. Now, I'm a little terrified to do that for every one of these we do. And I (laughs) I didn't go that deep into what KJ sent me. Um, But yes, this past weekend, I uploaded two to the Patreon page. One of them was a spirit named Antonio, who died in an airplane crash in Kuwait, is what he told me, and he was reaching out to his father. So, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting. That sounds interesting. How do you get from Kuwait? See, now I want to know, like, the mode of transportation and travel. Like, is there a, like, supernatural superhighway? I'm telling you, KJ and I with these these spirit boxes, or even these spirit box apps we're using, we're like a fucking beacon. They're just like, hello, how are you? It's so wild. I, it's just wild to me. It's like, how does that, like, scientifically, how how does that... I mean, I guess it's all energy, right? And I think, like, yeah. everything on our planet is energy at, constantly. And there's just always so much of it. So if that energy can travel through the waves of energy that are already existing on our planet, is that how the spirits travel and the ones who have the strongest energy or match whatever like field of energy mm-hmm. they hop into. I don't know. Whoever's listening to this podcast early in the morning, I apologize. <laughs> that was like a really existential scientific path to fall down. And I, I was totally I need on to get back up with you the entire time. <laughs> I know I could see it in your eyes. You were there. Like we were totally there, but it's been a day for both of us. Yeah. That yeah. thought is over. I'm done. <laughs> But yeah, no that's, that's what's been going on here. I don't know how they do it. I wish I did. At some point, I I I want them to tell me. Um, but I, I I open up these sessions and I'm like, I'm just here to communicate your stories. If anybody has something they'd like me to communicate to a loved one, please say your name. And I wait until I hear a name. And I'm like, hi, I'm Kitsy. It's nice to meet you. Like, 
Antonio or whoever it is I'm talking to. I'm like, who's your message for? And I wait. I mean, it's not as instant as it seems when I put the video together on YouTube. But it's like I thought I was doing it for 30 minutes on Saturday. I was up here for three fucking hours. It was insane. It was insane. So I'm obsessed with it, trying not to become obsessive about it at this point. But it's pretty freaking cool. So it's it's just Paranormal X-Road on YouTube. Check all that out. Um, I will also be putting exclusives on the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash oddityfiles. And you find all the oddity files stuff and things at flow.page slash oddityfiles. So that's pretty much what's been going on here. Not a goddamn yeah. thing. Same. Not really, a, not really a whole lot going on. Uh, it's it's doing all right. I gotta I gotta go to the orthopedic surgeon. Oh snap! That doesn't sound like it's gonna end well. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I just I need to know the damage at this point, and the fact that it's not really getting better. Oh, it's. I'd not? like to know. No, it's kind of stuck in the same spot it's been for probably since like right when I the first time I put it in a boot like it just hasn't really gotten better so I I just want to know I want to get the MRI and see like okay what's the problem here and how do we need to address it yeah because it should have at least you should have seen some sort of progress it's been weeks yeah I've also been a pretty awful patient as um, well I mean well. I've been I, I've kept the boot on all the time but like I go on I don't stop going on walks during the day I just went to Universal on Sunday like walked the whole park with the boot on I'm not gonna stop living no are you in pain though uh after like long extended periods of time like when we got back from Universal I was pretty I was hurting pretty bad yeah do you go to <laughs> Halloween was... Horror Nights or did you just go during the day no I just went during the day <clears throat> I hadn't been in the parks in a while since all the new coasters opened up. Um, the new Harry Potter coaster I hadn't been on yet, and then the Velocicoaster coaster I hadn't been on yet. And so went to go hop on those bad those bad puppies, and uh, they were great. Awesome, so jealous. Very good. Yeah, it was pouring down rain though, because usually the coasters cl- shut down in Florida. I mean, Florida's used to the rain. Disney, it's like if it's not even raining, if there's rain in the area, they'll shut. They'll shut it down. Oh, I didn't know that. Like pre, Universal, the rain has to be hard enough. uh, If the coasters go fast enough and the rain is hard enough, then they'll delay the ride for weather. But if it's just, you know, it was just raining, a little sprinkle, uh, and so we knew the bad weather was coming and got on the ride on the, the the Harry Potter roller coaster, the Hagrid's motorbike adventure or whatever it's called and we turn the corner because it's covered and we turn the corner and it is just i mean monsooning oh my god like how they didn't which i guess if they hit go they can't stop they can't make you go in reverse and back up yeah so it was like do or die hit the button and go um (laughs) and about 20 seconds in i mean just drenched i mean completely like Boot is soaked. Shoe has water in it. My shirt is drenched. It's like... Can't see shit out of your glasses. I had sunglasses on, so it was great. Everyone else on the roller coaster was like wiping their eyes, trying to shield their (laughs) eyes. Like everyone's like yelling like it's the Titanic. It was ridiculous. 
Is that, did that used to be like the little dueling dragons thing that wasn't really, okay. Was it good? The yeah. ride? Oh, it was, like, I, I would say solid 10 out of 10 and probably my favorite coaster in in Central Florida. Probably in, in the South, I would say. Oh, snap. It's, it's just fun. Yeah. Like, it's it's fast and it's thrilling and it's very inventive. Like, you go backwards and you drop to another set of tracks, uh-uh. which nope. I've never seen before. Nope. nope, I'm out. It's like you literally, you go and then you go up and the track is is gone. And so you go up and then you go backwards and you go into this, like, petrified forest and you're there and you think the ride's over and you're in the dark and there's animatronics and then the track that you're on drops 17 feet onto another set of tracks and you go. And it's I'm like, how did that happen? That's amazing. I don't even understand the, the physics of it, <laughs> let alone my fear level. Cause I can't do like Tower of Terror shit where you drop because yeah. I, I feel it's just it's just fucking terrifying. I'm afraid of heights. So when you draw, no, fuck that shit. I'm glad you enjoyed it, but nope. <laughs> it's great because I didn't, I didn't know anything about the coaster, so I didn't know it was coming at all. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just so much fun. Then Velocicoaster, which is the newest one, opened like a month ago. Someone told me when they wrote it, it felt like it should be illegal, and I am here to say that I second that. That it oh, feels wow. like it should be illegal. No, I think I'm too old for that shit. It's cra- it's the longest I've ever been. At one point in the ride, you hit a loop, and then you invert, and you spend the next probably three to five seconds Mm-mm. completely nope. upside down, and it's a sensation I've never experienced before. Nope. Nope. Yeah. All while going 70 miles an hour. Oh, God. No. Th- that's just dumb. That's just <laughs> dumb. <laughs> It's it's great. It's it's one that like I would have to be in the mood for because I didn't start riding roller coasters until I was twenty one years old. Like I I'm a wimp. I'm afraid of everything and have been for a lot of my life. Oh, I did all that shit when I was younger. Now I'm like I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> twenty one for me. I was like convinced on. I was lied to to get on the mummy at Universal, um, and then I was like badgered and bullied into getting on another roller coaster and then I fell in love and now I've <laughs> so roller coasters. fuck them but yay for you <laughs> yeah but I still get scared like I still get the jitters like the velocity yeah. the Hagrid one I was so I mean I ate and we rode that and it was great like that was fun for me it was a fun coaster but velocity coaster I was like if we don't get on this thing right now I'm not gonna do it <laughs> Well, it's cool that these parks are getting back to like the old school roller coaster thrill, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I love like the Harry, all the everything Harry Potter and Universal. I fucking love. I cannot wait to go back and check out all the new Jurassic Park stuff. I love Universal Studios probably more than I do Disney. Uh, But all that shit's my jam. I I do love Disney for what it is just because it's so nostalgic. um, But universal they just they kill it no the ride theming is i mean the the concept of velocicoaster is that you are in jurassic park and you're in the raptor pen and it's a it's a launch ride so you're you know there there's a countdown and then you shoot off Mm -mm. and you're racing there are screens on the side of you and you're racing the raptors so the raptors get let out of the cage and they get a head start and then you launch and that's the concept of the ride Oh, wow. Um, and then it just goes downhill from there like any Jurassic Park movie would, I'm sure. 
Oh, it's it's it just descends into chaos. But it's it's such a cool like the theming of the ride is so cool. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with with the Hagrid. It's like you're riding a motorcycle, so it's a two person cart. Someone is riding a motorcycle, and someone is in a bucket seat, and that's the coaster. Oh my god, that's magical! And it was amazing. And so you have speakers somewhere on the ride. They weren't behind you. Uh, that are blasting the sound of like a motorcycle engine, and it's unbelievable. Their theming is just like Disney has the same sort of like what one two punch. Like it's either a mine cart ride or just a standard themed ride. Like ride, yeah. yeah. And Universal just like their theming on the specific rides are just so darn good. Even that. I'll never, nothing will ever compare to the moment I walked into the first Harry Potter park for the first time. Um, Diagon Alley? No. A Hogsmeade? Yes. I fucking cried. Yeah. I was blown away. Um, Diagon Alley, the same thing. My first train ride, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about my first train ride from one park to the other. I I was trying to watch, you know, because, I mean, it's, was really a movie for people your age and my children and but I love those movies so much I'm trying to lean, uh, watch the kids faces and the whole time I'm like oh my god this is so fucking magical I can't stand it <laughs> and nothing yeah. and even I know Star Wars has been a part of my life since a chi- since I was a child and I, I walked into the new Star Wars park at Disney and it just didn't have that same energy that the yeah. parks in Universal have. It's so crazy and so interesting to talk to you because there's definitely a downside and upside to both, but the the theming, the theming of the lands at Disney is like next to none. Like it is, it is the best. It truly is. Like they're great at what they do, but Universal, like capturing the essence of the property, yes, is just. The fact that you are in 90 degree Florida and there's like snow topped roofs. I know. And you're still like sold. It was just like, that's great. <laughs> and the moment you walk in and you see Hogwarts, the perfect size for that moment you walk in. It, and it's just like the angels sang to me. It's, I can't oh, even. Yeah. I can't. Well, they did it right. Like the the new, the new fantasy land where they did uh, Beast's Castle. It was done to the eye, so like from afar, it looked like it was a full size castle. But then you get close, and it's just a tiny little, yeah. little thing. And it, like from a design perspective, that's cool. Like if you don't want to build a ride, and you're and you're Disney, and you're trying to get the park open and all that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But Universal's like, well, Hogsmeade's supposed to be small and tiny and old and all this, so let's go big with the castle yes. and put a fucking ride in it. Yeah, and they did, and it—that's what sells it. Is like you're in Tiny Hogsmeade, and you turn the corner, and you're like, "Oh my god, it's the full size Hogwarts." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss it so much, so much. But I, I can't wait to see the Jurassic World-ish park-ish stuff. It looks absolutely amazing from what I've seen. Because apparently, everybody on my Facebook timeline was in Orlando this past week. So everybody, it's crazy. Everyone's me. here. I know. It's Everyone insane. is here. Uh, we should probably move on. And I've got some paranormal in the news. I just raised my arm, and now my fucking I I went. I got a COVID booster and I got a flu shot in the same arm on the oh same no. day. 
And now I can't lift my arm. Anyway, I'm just bitching. I'm just bitchy. Okay, so I posted this in the Oddity Files fan group on Facebook earlier. And the headline is, Speaking to Aliens and Angels, Researching the Spirit Molecule. Now, beware, this is about to get super science-y, but I feel like it's worth it. I'll probably skip over some stuff and some things and we'll absolutely pronounce some words wrong. But this comes to us from Mystery Wire, and it's, it's written by George Knapp and Duncan Phoenix. George Knapp was actually um, just recently on a new episode of CSI. He also has a very popular paranormal radio show so Mm -hmm. speaking to aliens and angels is a fantasy to most people but according to one english doctor people he has worked with have had this experience dr david luke is a psychology professor at greenwich university and researches among other topics psychedelics and the effect they can have on people while illegal in the united states luke says the hallucinogen Yep, dimethyltryptamine, better known as DMT, is also called the spirit molecule because some people interact with beings they see and gives them life-changing experiences. Wow. DMT is a natural substance found in most plants as well as the human body, but when ingested in concentrated amounts, it can have a profound effect that lasts a lifetime. DMT has been used by indigenous peoples for centuries, but more recently has emerged in a psychedelic therapy centers in countries where it is legal. Is legal. DMT is widely known as the spirit molecule because people who've tried it claim they've encountered spiritual entities, even aliens, and have emerged from the experience as different people with less fear and anxiety. Occasionally, people may have challenging experiences, Luke says, but very, very rarely do people regret having these psychedelic experiences in clinical settings. And they do have potentially massive benefits in helping people deal with all manner of psychological problems like depression and anxiety and so on. But they're certainly not for everybody and they should be taken in the right context if they are to be taken at all. Dr. Luke said he tried DMT himself and had spiritual experiences. Uh, And I quote Dr. Luke, in my research, I'm fortunate in that I have been a participant in numerous neuroscientific research, Luke said, being injected with various psychedelics in a laboratory in brain scanners, and have also conducted a lot of anthropological field research with indigenous tribes around the world where you're often encouraged to partake. So I've experienced both ends of the spectrum. So this entire interview between uh, Dr. Luke and George Knapp is available on mysterywire.com. But after I read this, I started thinking, I wonder... You know, you've got your your psychic mediums, you've got your spirit mediums, you've got your people who can see ghosts, you've got your people who can't see ghosts. And DMT is a natural substance found in most plants as well as the human body. I'm wondering if some of us have more DMT in our DNA than others. Because if you, you read the article, I mean, these people believe that these 
experiences with both aliens and spirits were real. Like they were in, they were able to see a different dimension than we can normally see. I thought it was, and I could be very wrong, but I thought that we have it in our bodies and it basically is activated by almost like putting too much in our body. So our bodies process the DMT and then that's what actually creates the trip. So it's like, it's like adrenaline, like putting adrenaline in your body. Okay. You are, you give yourself an adrenaline shot and activate all those neurons and sensors and all that stuff. Um, but I, I could be wrong because it's a lot of people say it's like opening your mind's eye. That that's yeah. what DMT is. It's all about opening that the that fresh perspective. Eye. The third eye. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting. That was, you know, my revelation while reading the article. But it was very interesting. So definitely check it out. Like I said, I posted it in the Facebook group. It's just um, Oddity Files fan group on Facebook join it we'd love to have you it's mostly really weird memes um <laughs> do you know who goes first i was supposed to edit an episode today, I don't, but i didn't um i, I don't think... even i don't even remember i just blacked out last week i don't even remember what story i did last week i think i went first last week um yeah i'm pretty sure you opened it with the, you go first this week <laughs> do we do the double because we did it on sunday didn't we no we didn't I don't even know. What is life? I don't either. Here, I'll check Spotify. Spotify, play Oddity Files, the podcast, on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) If that worked, that would be very funny. Um, Let's see. Yes. So I did Stanley Steers last week. And then you... So I went first. you did The Grass Man, and you went first. I think... Sure. I don't even remember what my story was, to be perfectly honest. Goddamn drugs I'm on. No, kidding. Kidding. (laughs) Kidding people. (laughs) All the DMT you've taken. Yeah, exactly. So, Nick, tell me a story, friend. So, it's always a good time in the world of the Oddity Files, the podcast, uh, where you can, for the first time all year, Google whatever you want haunting scripteds you know whatever and there's a news story for it it's Mm -hmm. great i wish it was every time because finding stories is sometimes hard when you've done so (laughs) So many many stories (laughs) uh but this year there are many festivals that are going to be held across the country for halloween and places like salem massachusetts and place and places uh like california but also in places like Florida. And this is a story that comes from the Tampa area and actually comes from the Tampa Bay Times. And this story was written uh, today, which is which is very fascinating. Which today, um, listeners, is October 26th. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> uh, and this is a story we've talked about a lot. Uh, we've talked about this specific location quite a bit. We've told many stories, so many, in fact, that I had to ask Kitsy if she had done the story before, if it sounded familiar, because we've done a lot of stories in this type of location. Yes, and it, it so. has it did not strike a bell, sir. <laughs> well, here's to hoping that it still doesn't as I work my way through it. So this comes from the Tampa Bay Times. Each year, 
Tampa Theater holds a Nightmare on Franklin Street. The annual horror movie festival also includes ghost tours of the theater. Marketing director Jill Witecki shared a few of the eerie stories told on those tours. And these are a couple of them. The first is about a tragic passing believed to have occurred on the property before the theater was even built. She said, back in the days when Franklin Street was a dirt road, a young woman was struck by a carriage and killed near the intersection of what is now Polk Street. Oh, it's a terrible Tragic. way to die. Tragic. <laughs> One of Tampa Theater's longtime volunteers said she's seen the figure of a woman in a long white gown with a very obliterated face uh, walking the mezzanine hallway upstairs. Oh, Psychics true. investigating the building confirmed that they, too, have felt the presence on the second floor of a female figure whose body underwent significant impact and trauma and who is unsure of what this place even is. You know, I'd like to imagine when you come back as a spectral figure and you've, your face was bashed in, that you'd have your face back. Right. I don't know. You would think. It's uh, this like hearing this too also reminds me of Beetlejuice where it's like you die and then you don't realize like we don't know when the spirit arrives at a location how long it's there or awake quote hard quotes yeah but it's like if you've died and there's not a theater here and there are people watching movies on newfangled light machines I'm sure that's got to be a little scary as a, as a spectral being I would be terrified especially if I didn't have a face yeah if I didn't have a face that would be that would be crazy. Where's your face? Where's your face, ma'am? Another spooky uh, encounter happened in early October 2019 when the theater's CEO and leadership team were in the building in the early... I lost my spot for a second. In the early morning to give a tour for some new board members. Wadecki said, I was moving ahead of the tour group, making sure doors were open and lights were on. As I came through the basement, dressing room one was full of stuff from the film festival going on in the building, so I moved on to dressing room number two. The door was closed, but unlocked. As I pushed the door open, the chair and box fan that normally sit next to the door inside the dressing room were scooted over behind the door and had to be shoved out of the way. Oh. There's only one door into the dressing room, and it opens inward, she said, so it would be nearly impossible for someone exiting the room to close the door and then move the chair and fan over behind it. Yeah. Spooky, spooky. A few days later, during one of these theater's paranormal events, an investigator and three guests were in dressing room number two, conducting an electronic voice phenomena session, or EVP. The bathroom door and the dressing room door slammed shut. During uh-uh. that session. Yeah, spooky, spooky. Luckies. That's so lucky. But Tampa Theater's most dramatic spot for paranormal activity, Wadecki said, is the projection booth. She tells the story of Foster Finley, nicknamed Fink, by his friends who worked as the projectionist for 35 years from 1930 to 1965. A short, quiet man with glasses, he loved his job in this theater so much that he would often arrive to work by 8 a.m., even though the day's films didn't start until afternoon. In those morning hours... Overachiever? Yeah, always overachiever. (laughs) But he just wanted to watch the newest flick. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, In the the morning hours, Fink would climb the steep 
stairs to the booth while drinking a cup of coffee and smoking a cigarette, which is why he really wanted to get there now. Yeah. <laughs> a couple hours early. <laughs> Have that smoke and that coffee. There he would read the daily paper, shave in the adjoining bathroom, and dress for work in his three-piece suit. He hated his wife, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, Fink developed cancer. But continued to work at his beloved theater until one day he collapsed in his booth. Mm. His co-projectionist, Bill Hunt, took him home where he died several weeks later. Soon after passing, strange things started happening in and around the projection booth. Yay. Bill remembers entering the booth and closing the door, or trying to, only to discover the door pulling back as though someone was trying to come in behind him. But when he pushed the door back open, no one was on the stairs. Four different projectionists over the past 50 years have heard the door to the generator room opening and closing by itself as though someone were coming and going. Oh my god. She added, during a screening of a 35mm film, the most important time is the changeover from one projector to the other. During those critical moments when the projectionist can't take his eyes from the screen, several of them have reported sensing a figure behind them or feeling someone tapping them on the shoulder. It's time. It's time. Hey, guys. Yeah. Guys. Switch it's it time. over. It's time. In 1981, theater operations foreman Angel Altazera was looking for the folded buck knife he always carried on his belt. He lost it several days before and it turned the theater inside out looking for it, Wadecki said. He remembered a television show he'd seen that claimed if you asked a ghost to return something you'd lost, the item would come back. Oh. He stood at the mezzanine rail overlooking the stage and called out, Ghost of the theater, please return my knife. He waited. I feel like he wasn't happened. that nice. Yeah, he went, he said, listen here. You dumb ghost. <laughs> so threatening. He tried again. Fink Finley, ghost of the theater, please return my knife. There was no reply, and he turned to head back down the steps behind him. There, propped against the wall, he saw a glint of steel. It was his knife resting in a spot he'd searched several times before. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. And those are just a few stories of Tampa Theater's haunted history. Um, according to Tampa Bay Times, if you're in the area, there are multiple ghost tour dates that are available through October 31st. It's a 75-minute tour, and the cost is $15. So head on down to Tampa for good old Halloween fun to hear all the stories I just told you in greater detail. It's a bargain. 15 bucks. That's a steal. I love it. Why are here's here's my thing. Why are theaters like so schools are usually haunted, theaters are usually haunted. I mean hospitals make sense, but both right. schools and theaters don't make sense to me. It's not like people are often dying there. What are your thoughts? Well, I think like hospitals which come and go, there are remodels and things like that. I think schools and theaters alongside hospitals and churches, even though churches are a sacred place. So these three dis disregarding churches, we're talking hospitals, theaters, and schools, three places that aren't uh, houses of the Lord or places of faith, 
they are three of the oldest standing buildings in the United States. So I think that they just, oh yeah, they've just been up for a long time. It's sort of a safe haven for, for spirits, I guess. Yeah. To occupy. I have mm-hmm. also heard that um, spirits like to go back to places that were that had great memories for them. I don't know if I'd go back to school, but I I might go back to a theater. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think that I think a lot of a lot of things. I think school, like depending on on when you pass, I think there are a lot of memories that can be built there. Um, the, the the place that made you that molded you as a person but i think theaters like whatever theater a play theater a movie theater concert theater i think that some of the best experiences that so many people have have taken place there yeah i agree i agree well that was that was very entertaining and educational sir thank you so very much for that wonderful story we're going to throw this over to some commercials we got some new commercials. I'm just saying I finally got around to that shit. Um, and I'll be back with a, a, a little ditty, if you will. One thing the pandemic has taught us is comfy is key. Am I right? You need to check out Fabletics with styles for both men and women. Whether you're working out while listening to Oddity Files or, you know, just hanging out on the couch watching something creepy on TV. And now, with this exclusive Oddity Files promo URL, which is tinyurl.com slash fabletics.vip, you can save 70% off of everything or get $12 bottoms when you buy two. Head to tinyurl.com slash fabletics.vip. New VIP members exclusive, 70% off statewide offer valid in select Fabletics products on the first order you place as a new VIP member and is subject to availability at fabletics.com. Offer cannot be applied to previous purchases or the purchase of gift cards and cannot be redeemed for cash. Offer cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Discount is automatically applied at checkout no promo code necessary. Just head to tinyurl.com slash fabletics VIP. Tell them Oddity Files sent you. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash fabletics VIP. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter. And you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time, streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content, to their flexible membership plans. Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month. And yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? tinyurl.com slash get shutter tinyurl.com slash get shutter g-e-t-s-h-u-d-d-e-r let's get scared is it time to spruce up the place are those cobwebs not really decorations do you just need a change well i've got the deal for you. Dot and Bow has so much to offer. Everything from just sprucing up the bathroom with new towels to light fixtures, 
living room furniture, bedroom furniture, even office furniture. They have everything from the top trends today, or maybe you're just looking for that haunted mansion type vibe. And I mean, same. Dot and Bow has everything you need. So head on over to tinyurl.com slash dot and bow promo. Help out the podcast, spruce up the place. I mean, we don't want Aunt Susan walking in again this holiday season saying, oh, nothing's changed, do we? Do it now. tinyurl.com slash dot and bow promo. Things are a little crazy in the world right now, but you know what makes it better? Our fur babies, of course. Whether you're a dog person or a cat person, a fish person, a bird person, maybe you like turtles. I mean, most of those last ones don't have any fur, but you know what I mean. It always helps to save a little money. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash OFChewy to save a little money on our fur babies and help support Oddity Files, the podcast. It's so easy to do. Just head to tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. Do it. Like the idea of an escape room, but don't want to leave the house? <laughs> I feel ya. Have you heard of Haunt-A-Killer? It's this really neat concept, and it's delivered straight to your home. And you know what? They need homebody detectives just like you. After her sister Beth's death is declared an accident, Gwen needs you to help prove she was murdered. Sort through evidence, piece together clues, and catch the killer in this gripping murder mystery game. It's like an escape room delivered to your door every month. Find out why Bustle says a massive intricate murder mystery. Does this not literally sound like a dream come true for any true crime fan? Or the Washington Post says it's not for the faint of heart. Is this calling your name? Does this sound like your jam? Head to tinyurl.com slash promo to get your murder mystery sent to your door today. That's tinyurl.com slash promo. Wondering if your loved ones are around you? Wish there was a way to find out? Now you can. Introducing Paranormal Crossroad Spirit Sessions. In home, in person. Limited time only. Book now at ParanormalCrossroad.com. And we're back. And I've got a ditty. And that ditty goes. (laughs) The fuck am I even doing right now? My head is throbbing, like just out of the blue. My arm is hurting. And your story was fascinating, but I still can't stop yawning. So please forgive me. Oh, I totally get it. I mean, look at us. We're 50 minutes in at this point. If there's no listener story, we'll just make them wait. Yeah, 1 million percent. (laughs) I I get excited about Harry Potter, people, and Nancy Drew. Shut up. Okay, so (laughs) it's been a hot minute since I've done a story with voodoo ties. So I figured it's about time. Don't you? When I Yes. (laughs) God damn it. Are we done yet? When I think New Orleans, I think hauntings and voodoo. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Now, when I think voodoo, I think queens and priestesses. So when I came across the story of John Montany, the voodoo king of New Orleans, to say I was intrigued would be an understatement. So I'm about to tell you the story of Dr. John the voodoo king of New Orleans, and that story goes a little something 
like this. So there's not a whole lot of documentation on the king, not Elvis, but this voodoo king. But his story starts in 1803 in Senegal. He claimed to have been born a prince of a free tribe associated with the Bambaras. I'm sure I'm butchering that name. And the scars he had on his face totally backed up that he was a part of that tribe, but no one actually ever found out if he was a prince or not. His scars extended in curves from the edge of either temple to the corner of his lips, three on either side, um, we do know he was kidnapped by Spanish slavers at a very early age and sold into slavery, where he ended up in Cuba. He was the cook to his West Indian owner. His owner took a liking to John and taught him to be what we would call nowadays a sort of master chef. Not only that, but his captor liked him so much, he eventually granted John his freedom. From here is when there is much more detail to the Voodoo King's story. He was hired on as a cook in a span on a Spanish ship, traveled the world, finally settling in Nalens, where he took on a job as a cotton roller on the wharf. I love wharfs. And here is when he literally came to his power. I'm assuming to pass the time in this, what I can imagine being a pretty labor-intensive job, John started telling his fellow workers their futures as told to him by the bales of cotton he was rolling. I don't understand it either, so don't ask any questions. (laughs) And word spread throughout the Big Easy, and word travels fast. Not only was he telling the fortunes of those down on the docks, but soon people of all walks of life were coming to Dr. John to have their fortunes told, from housemaids to aristocrats. And while John couldn't read or write, he was no dummy. He made sure those seeking his prophecies paid for them dearly. And before long, he was promoted to the foreman of his crew. And with his fortune-telling side hustle, was able to buy his first home with loads of land on Bayou Road. He built his home and eventually left the docks to concentrate on the real moneymaker, which was telling fortunes to anyone who sought him out. It's said Dr. John ended up buying female slaves himself and making a bunch of them his wife. Okay, King, slow your roll here. It said at one point he had 15 wives and more than 50 children. I don't know how he had time to do anything else besides procreate. 50 children, that's a lot. Jeez. Dr. John was all about having the attention on him. He was average height, but dude worked out, like totally worked out when he was on the docks and was swole as fuck, I can only imagine. So he had that going for him. He was. He, everybody said he was definitely a presence And when he'd go down, when he'd go to town, he rode in a carriage with horses, and I quote, as fine as any white man. And when he rode horseback alone, you knew it was him because he was all dressed up in an elaborate Spanish costume. Okay, am I the only one picturing the movie Three Amigos right now? Yeah? (laughs) Just me? Okay. Um, This... 
in his more golden years, he settled on the more moody look of all black except for his white ornate shirt with loads of ruffles on underneath and grew a beard. You can take the man out of his fancy kingdom, but you can't take the fancy kingdom out of Dr. John, apparently. The man was said to be either a teacher of Marie Laveau or they were just two friends in the same business at the same time. Either way, it's cool as fuck. Um, one article I read said he's the one who taught Marie all about mojo bags. And for those of you who don't know, that's a big damn deal. Mojo bags are like spells in a little flannel baggie you can carry anywhere, also known as gree bags, conjure bags, a mojo hand, a root bag, and a trick bag. And after learning all those names, I was like, I wonder if that's where the saying bag of tricks comes from. Oh. So tweet at a bitch if you know. Deep thoughts with Kitsy. Um <laughs> <laughs> Dr. John was a huge part of the voodoo society, but he left all the administration up to the queens and priestesses. He was literally living his best life. Oh, and remember, he couldn't read or write, so all that administration was probably lost on him, more than likely. Not only did Dr. John tell fortunes and dabble in mojo bags, he was also a conjure man, a drummer, an herbalist, a physician, a spiritual doctor as well as having a coffee house. And by coffee house, I meant coffee house (laughs) and dealing in real estate. I mean, where did he find the time with 50 children running around his house? I I don't even understand. It's insanity. Um, People from all over Louisiana and the South paying as much as $50 would come to the Voodoo King for advice for herb medicines, for elixirs to cure baldness, for the winning numbers in the Havana lottery, love potions, help recovering stolen goods, you know, if you don't have a ghost to do that, or for revenge against the downtrodden enemies. And the list goes on and on. Once John received a fee of $50 for a potion, and he was quoted by a anonymous source is saying it was water with some common herbs boiled in it i hurt nobody but if folks want to give me fifty dollars i take fifty dollars every time (laughs) (laughs) one of dr john's specialties was starting or stopping of poltergeist phenomena usually showers of rocks and stones in the victims' homes or on the homes. Something called lithobali in parapsychology and cases of stone showers have been reported throughout history, especially in connection to cases of witchcraft and demonic possession. It's the first time I've ever heard of it. I don't know who wrote that. That was a pace and cut. I wrote everything. <laughs> um Policemen stood baffled as the rocks rained down, apparently from nowhere. Naturally, Dr. John could stop such harassment for a fee, because, you know, he's Doc John. Come on. One case reports that the slaves of Samuel Wilson paid $62 to stop a shower of rocks. But Wilson took Dr. John to court to receive the $62 back. A few days later, the rock showers began again. 
Hmm. Methinks Dr. John started all the rock showers. Uh, I think so as well. For a price. Exactly. Um, his house was filled with snakes, lizards, toads, scorpions, and human skulls stolen from graveyards. His office furniture consisted of a table, a chair, a picture of the Virgin Mary, an elephant's tusk, some shells, which he said were African shells, and in, enabled them to read the future. Oh, and a pack of cards, in each of which a small hole had been burned. The ca- and candles upon candles upon candles burning everywhere. I mean, hashtag office goals, minus the snakes, lizards, and scorpions. The toads and skulls, they can totally stay. So, though Dr. John, uh, you know, toads are bad. All those other things are fucking creepy as shit. Snakes, are you kidding me? No. Depends how big the toad is. True. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think this through, obviously. Okay. Um. Though Dr. John's work in the medical aspects of voodoo, no, (laughs) fuck me. Through Dr. John's work in the medical aspects of voodoo, he gained a reputation for being an excellent healer. Some reports went as far as to state that he had the ability to resuscitate patients on the verge of death through his rituals. Dr. John was also well known for taking care of the poor black community of his neighborhood by making sure they were fed gumbo and jambalaya. They were his favorites to serve them. Over the years, Dr. John amassed a fortune. For many years, he kept his money underground. Literally, he'd bury it or and then t- pull it back out at night only occasionally concealing large stashes of cash so well that he never found them again. (laughs) Even to this day, people still believe there are treasures hidden somewhere along Bayou Road. All All business negotiations of a serious nature stressed the voodoo king out. I mean, same Dr. John, same. (laughs) And as he found many willing to take advantage of his lack of education. But by the end of his life, he became the victim of a con artist who had him sign his name on a contract by which he lost all of his Bayou Road property. He asked a man to teach him how to write, believing that his financial troubles were mostly due to him not being able to read or write. After he had learned to write his name, he was asked to place his signature at the bottom of a blank sheet of paper by said con man, and poof. All of his real estate no longer belonged to poor Dr. John. This fucking con man, I tell you what. Put a Doc- curse on him. Uh, well, you know, I wonder if he did. They wouldn't tell us, probably. Okay. Uh, Dr. John did have some money left, most likely stashed away in one of his many hiding places around New Orleans. He wasn't going to let some douchebag keep him down. He invested in more property and continued his practice trying to rebuild his fortunes. He invested in local businesses and played the hell out of that Havana lottery I was telling you about earlier. The local businessmen took advantage of the aging voodoo king almost as badly as the con man. And soon, he was 80 years old and had nothing of any great substance left to show for the lavish lavish lifestyle he had most of his life. 
His health was starting to fail, and he was having seizures almost regularly. Finally, he had to move in with one of his daughters. All he had left was his elephant tusk, some seashells, and a sewing machine table he would do his readings at. New New Orleanians gossiped that Dr. John was the victim of spells greater than his. Dang. So sad. That's so tragic, but also like kind of the American way. Literally. <laughs> like I feel like it probably became a game to these people to like take down Dr. John. Like if they yeah. could take down Dr. John, they basically like removed the head of Medusa or mm-hmm. whatever. Like I just imagine it was probably some twisted game. It was like who can take him for the 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 steepest ride. And yeah, they're probably like, everything that went wrong in my life, it was probably Dr. John and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I could see Americans pulling that shit. Yeah. Blaming it on everybody but themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> it is. But it's, I, I, I never, you don't really hear about voodoo kings. So once I ran across that story, I'd do that story. I guess there is uh a musician now who goes by dr john uh, i didn't do much digging into him he's from nola and he's got you know a, a very grandiose vibe uh i guess there was an article in rolling stone i'm like that's not the dr john i want but he goes by dr john the voodoo <laughs> king so let's hope he doesn't yeah, get taken advantage of yeah, at least the legacy lives on i just feel like when you when you have the name like voodoo king Something that is probably not very common. I imagine people who seek attention and have very aggressive egos probably have a very difficult time working their, you know, accounting job and making all this money and being like, look, but I have money. And they're like, we don't care about your money. We, Dr. John's a voodoo king. Yes. I imagine there's probably that element of jealousy to want what that person has that you can never really obtain. Right. Because you think that it's like, oh, it's just wearing a costume and putting on a funny accent. Like, no. He Not clearly has some sort of second sight. Yes. One million percent. I wish I could have met him. I'm not going to lie. What are we at time-wise here? Hour and six minutes. How did we even do that? You're just here having a good time. Always. Always. Talked about Harry Potter. We bantered for... We're like, oh, I have a short story. No, I have a short story. And then 35 minutes later, we're starting our stories. <laughs> I actually cropped out some of my story. I, it goes into like the Harper's Weekly obituary form. I'm like, ah, eh, they don't... Oh, I should probably give my wingmen real quick, though, because I did oh, use yeah. a lot of sources. My wingmen were ConjureDoctors.com, Occult-World.com, TheSavvyNative.com, and V-A-M-Z-Z-Z.com. Is that a real website? Yes. Yeah. I actually doubled and triple checked it before I typed it in there. Oh, wow. I, I, I wonder what they have on their website. Uh, stories about a Buddha king. Oh, perfect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's like an archive of voodoo, voodoo King stories. Oh, kids, send your stories. I'm, I'm <laughs> not going to fucking badger you. Yes, I am. Send in your stories. I am going to, we're just going to call it right here. I have one story. I'm going to hold on to it because I have, like I said, when we open this, I got my booster shot. 
for COVID today, and all of a sudden my head is fucking splitting. So yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah, happy done. November, everybody. Yes, happy November. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tell your grandma about us. Um, leave a review on the iTunes or somewhere. Take this yeah. extra time, write a story, and leave a review. Shout out to our Patreon members, especially our Patreon producers, Ryan Hoke, Doug Maldenlock, and Donald Blanchflower. In case you forgot, I'm Kitsy Duncan. Weird is the new cool. And real quick, also, if you want to submit a story as your review, go ahead. We'll read it anyway. Yes, brilliant. And I... I, I <laughs> we got to do that. <laughs> I don't remember. I... <laughs> You're Kitsy Duncan. Weird is the new cool. You know what? Since we're stopping this train for a second, I forgot to mention that this month in November, KJ, Tiffany, and I will be at Ocean State Paracon in Massachusetts. So uh, check it. I'll post it in the stuff and the things. But I'm Kitsy Duncan. Weird is the new cool. And I'm Nick Floyd. Ghost on. See ya. Yo. I stopped. Yes, I, stopped. I am. I am. Oh, that was a train wreck. <laughs> totally my bad. I'm so sorry. Thanks for listening. Head to flow.page slash oddity files for all things oddity files. Links to our merch, links to our sponsors, links to all the things oddity files. We appreciate your continued support. We appreciate you spreading the word. Please don't forget to leave a review on wherever you're listening. Again, all things oddity files at flow.page slash oddity files. Theme music provided by James Grice, edited by me. Take care. We'll see you next time. No, you won't. You'll hear us next time. Bye. Wondering if your loved ones are around you? Wish there was a way to find out? Now you can. Introducing Paranormal Crossroad Spirit Sessions. In home, in person. Limited time only. Book now at ParanormalCrossroad.com.